0: Hello and welcome to Australian Book Review's sixth poem of the week. I'm Lisa Gorton, poetry editor. This week Judith Beveridge will introduce and read her poem As Wasps Fly Upwards, which won Australian Book Review's Peter Porter Poetry Prize this year. Judith lives in Sydney and teaches poetry at Sydney University. Among her many awards are the Philip Hodgins Memorial Medal and the Christopher Brennan Award for Outstanding Contribution to Australian Poetry. Her most recent collection, Hook and I, a Selection of Poems, appeared with Brazilla Press in the US. In Australia, Giramondo recently published Devadatta's Poems. Judith Beveridge reading As Wasps Fly Upwards.
1: This is a poem mainly about physical pain. The title, As Wasps Fly Upwards, is a variation on a line from Job, which reads, Man is made for suffering as sparks fly upwards. The title came quite late after I had completed the poem. When I was thinking about the experience of physical pain, I remembered an incident that happened to me some years ago when an insect flew into my eye and caused my cornea to ulcerate, resulting in a great deal of pain. This is the scenario which opens the poem. I then wondered about what other insects might cause pain. Bees and wasps, obviously, but I googled pain and found a reference to entomologist Justin Smith and found that he had invented a pain scale for various bites of winged insects. His descriptions for the intensity of a number of insects' bites were written in very compelling metaphors. I found these quite engaging and charming. For example, he describes the bite of a red harvester ant as bold, Unrelenting. someone using a drill to excavate your ingrown toenail or the bullhorn acacia ant a rare, piercing, elevated sort of pain someone has fired a staple into your cheek I use the reference to Schmidt's sting pain index in the poem and also muse on his experience of various insect stings and his reactions to them In the poem I also bring in more of my own experiences of pain and descriptions of it pain such as headaches, spider bites. In the poem, I reflect on the fact that my personal experience of pain, by contrast to Schmidt's, has not been all that intense. I haven't, for example, ever had to construct a pain scale index, nor has my emotional suffering been as severe as some people's experience of it. So I actually feel quite lucky to have escaped the worst kinds of physical and mental pain. The poem ends with meditations about death, whether or not that will involve much pain. The poem is written in a conversational style. It has free, loosely flowing lines. After trying many forms, many of which were much more formal in character, I decided that the more free flowing lines gave the poem a relaxed feel. The poem is a mixture of narrative and reflection, and I wanted to pace the reader through the poem at a leisurely pace, so that the details and descriptions could be slowly Almost gently absorbed. As wasps fly upwards. I'm walking home in the dying light of a summer's day. I do not know that within the minute a tiny beetle will veer into my left eye, its blade like parts meant for slicing plant tissue, slicing my cornea. I do not know that within an hour my eye will feel as though it has undergone a corneal graft with razor blades, burning matchheads, and acid rinses. Christmas Eye, a doctor will call it. I'm remembering this because I'm reading about entomologist Justin Schmidt, who once clung to a tree suspended over a Costa Rican gorge while enraged wasps squirted venom into his eyes. A man stung by more winged insects than anyone, who has classified all the piercing, irreverent, bold, electric, smoky aches down to precise decimal gradations on a five-point sting pain index. I've also been reading a study that describes how Catholics feel the ferocity of pain ease if they contemplate images of Mary, atheists if they watch documentaries featuring David Attenborough. So I wonder, when Schmidt steps on a nest of red harvester ants and pain shoots like mordant dye through his body, What angelic or analgesic image does he conjure to demobilise the piercing, crunching agony? Or can he just sigh and look into the distance and let his mind find relief in the palliative cotton of windblown clouds? I recall once or twice in childhood the pencil-point pressure of a fang shooting an aggregation of misery along my arm as a spider discharged its voltage before dropping from my wrist like decommissioned fuse wire. And then there are the pangs that spasmodically flare along the nerves on the underside of my upper right arm. And I wonder if this is like the pain Schmidt feels in his fingers when digging up a colony of fire ants. I remember too when an abundance of work and worry has made my cranium feel as if it belonged to a large-headed baby undergoing hours of obstructed labour. Though perhaps if I'd been bitten by a bullet ant, which smit likens to firewalking over flaming charcoal with a three-inch rusty nail grinding into your heel, I might have a better point of comparison. And without hesitation be grateful I've never had to invent a pain scale, drawing and quartering metaphors for the way toxins can burst open cellular membranes or for the way suffering can be internally transacted, made dangerous and monstrous. By the fallacies of the self. Sometimes I lie awake at night and remember that death will come, perhaps suddenly from a tree or an overhanging rock or from a sliding shadow in the grass or from a knot of dark blood bivouacking in my brain or perhaps from a fever my skin crawling as though I were lying in the path of a horde of bull acacia ants or intense itching and burning as if I'd been rubbed with a concoction of wasabi, hot mustard and the necrotizing venom of a white-tailed spider. Or perhaps just from a build-up over the years of light ephemeral stings, barely noticed, no pain worth recording, just a remote hum in a honey vault of light, then a smoky drifting away.